0: The scripture is Matthew chapter 13 verses 31 to 33 and 44 to 52. The parable of the mustard seed. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest shrub and becomes a tree. So that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. The parable of the yeast. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until it was all leavened. Three parables. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid. Then, in his joy, goes and sells all that he has and buys a field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put good the good into baskets and threw, the bad, threw out the bad. So... It will be at the end of an age the angels will come out and separate the evil and the righteous and through and throw them into the furnace of fire where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth the treasures new and old have you understood all of this they answered yes And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained in the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a household who brings out treasures, what is new and what is old. This is the story of faith and a faithful struggle. Thanks Thanks be to God. God.
1: Let us be in a spirit of prayer. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable to you, our Rock and our Redeemer. And may we, like Samuel, cry out and say, Speak, Lord, for we are listening. Amen. The scripture that Nate has just read for us here this morning is a teaching tool. Jesus uses parables to help us understand the difficult theological concepts. He helps us to understand that the kingdom of heaven is here and now within us. He helps us to understand through these stories that are close to ordinary everyday experience. And it's important to use those kinds of analogies so that we can understand what it is Jesus is speaking of. For instance, how would you describe the wind or love to someone who had never experienced such a thing? I had a Sunday school teacher who once used to say it would be like describing a zipper to an alien on Venus, something that's such a foreign concept. We have to have uh, tools by which to explain this, So, so examples that are common, which is why Jesus came here to Earth to help us understand the nature of our Creator God. And so, explaining wind might be like saying what it feels to have a feather brush against one's skin. But if you've never experienced that, if you've never had a feather brush your skin, you might not know what that means. And so Jesus uses common, ordinary, everyday types of examples to help us to understand these things. Jesus talks about the mustard seed. Size doesn't really matter. There's incredible potential in that mustard seed, potential to become all that it was created to be. And Jesus is telling us that heaven is like that, like that mustard seed, full of potential. And when it grows to its fullness, it can support birds' nests. It can support them so that the birds understand they're safe and that their offspring are safe. And then it's like yeast, which in the midst of a bunch of flour can transform all of that. That's what heaven is like. It's that transforming power of God, right? Within us, making all of us loving and peaceful and hopeful, and all of those attributes that, of, of those characteristics that Jesus reminds us that we are as the children of God. And like the treasure hidden in the field, it brings unspeakable joy. To find that treasure, to find that understanding of heaven, is unspeakably joyful and deeply valuable. As with the merchant buying the pearl of great price, understanding how very valuable that understanding of heaven is. This one is one of my favorites, the fact that the net is cast wide, that the net encompasses all of God's creation, all of God's children, regardless of race, creed, color, sexual identity, anything, socioeconomic status, anything, God's net is cast widely like the fisherman in the parable. This, it's interesting because sometimes we try to place ourselves in various parts of a story. We might say to ourselves, well, do I feel more like the sower or the seed in a couple of weeks ago? Or, or the fisher, or the fish, or the boat, or the lake. But it's the net that Jesus says is like the kingdom of heaven, the net which goes out and encompasses all. At the very end, it speaks about the scribe, The one who writes all this down conveying the message um, saving the message keeping the message of God so the fact that we have through these centuries continue to tell these stories and tell them to our children and teach them to each other and to convey them to newcomers to the faith that's the scribes responsibility that's our responsibility once we understand the nature of heaven, to share it with others by our words, by our deeds, by who we are. When we think about that mustard seed, that tiny thing that has had so much impact, it's not hard to draw a conclusion to something else in our society today that's tiny but having a huge impact. And that would be the COVID-19 virus, which is probably quite tiny and not perceivable by the human eye, and wreaking so much havoc so much havoc in our world but Jesus provides a counterpoint to that Jesus provides the counterpoint of hope within that mustard seed within that tiny element that that creates a bush so secure that birds may nest in it and so I am so grateful for these kinds of illustrations that Jesus has provided to us so that we might understand better what heaven really is He goes on to say how it is a treasure worthy of all our resources. Those first two parables, the ones in verses 31 through 33, both draw attention to the remarkable growth that is arising from insignificant beginnings, the growth of that mustard seed, the growth of the yeast in the bread. And the second two parables, the ones in 44 through 46, both point to discovering something of great value, such great value that we are willing to sell all we have to possess that treasure in the field and that pearl of great price. And the two pairs of parables are linked together through the word hide. In the parable of the yeast, the woman hides that yeast in the flour, while the parable that follows, the treasure, hidden in a field. So to us, heaven might not seem readily apparent, especially when we're encountering difficulties in our life, especially when we're living through this pandemic where so many are ill, where we are experiencing the solitary and and sometimes distressing nature of our lives, when it's, it's difficult to be isolated and alone during this time. And so our church Understanding the nature of heaven seeks out ways in which to connect us. Just as this yeast is leavening this loaf, we are seeking to, to reach out to those around us to, to share God's love. There's a number of diverse socioeconomic settings represented in these parables too. So Jesus isn't just speaking to one class of people. Jesus makes sure that he is speaking across the socioeconomic classes, so that all might know that they are, are being, taught to understand what heaven is, and that home and heaven exists within each of them as God's beloved child, as God's created ones. And so he speaks of a sower of seed, a gardener. He speaks of a woman baking bread, something ordinary that each person did at home in those days. A fortune seeker, a merchant, and a commercial fisher. God's love expands, exists, goes out to all socioeconomic classes, is available for all. The ordinariness of the tasks invites us to see signs of the kingdom of heaven in our everyday lives. The ordinariness helps us to understand it's not something that we only achieve in a certain time, or we only achieve after certain efforts, or is only available in a certain place. Jesus reminds us that God has placed home and heaven within us, within us. And although it sometimes may seem hidden, we can begin to understand how it is actually available to us at all times. The parable of the mustard seed calls to mind a parable that we had spoken about recently here. We talked about the parable of the sower and talking about other kinds of seeds. But this parable, the one of the mustard seed, doesn't focus on the soil or the seed. It focuses on the shrub that emerges. It's sturdy enough to house nests of birds. Stories of trees in the Hebrew Bible often concern power and rule. Jotham tells a story of trees anointing a king against his brother Abimelech who is staging a coup in Judges. Prophets use tree images to announce God's power and rule over the imperial powers of Egypt and Assyria and Babylon. and You can find those references in Ezekiel and Daniel. The mustard tree, then, depicts God's empire that both resists and mimics all of the other empires to rule over all in a way that promises justice and life rather than oppression and slavery. Birds also receive God's care in Matthew 6, where it says, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. The nesting birds spoken of point to the same vision. The birds of heaven symbolize the people of the nations who have lived under oppression. In this mustard seed, they find welcome and hospitality that supports life rather than destroys it. The parable is a prophetic word, both reinscribing and resisting Roman imperial visions. Now, the parable of the yeast builds on God's theme of care, anticipating the feeding of the multitudes, a story that occurs twice in Matthew, both in chapter 14 and 15. Today, when you buy yeast in the grocery store, it comes in those tidy little packets or perhaps a jar for those of us who bake a little more often. But the yeast that Jesus is talking about is leaven. It's like the lump of sourdough that many folks during this coronavirus have taken up to sourdough bread baking. It's like that, that lump of leaven that is hidden within all of the flour to begin to transform the bread, the the flour, into bread. Notably, Matthew adds that it was not just the men who were fed in the feeding of the thousands but also the women and children the ones who were most vulnerable especially when food was scarce and relative to the larger amount of flour suggesting the final vision of abundant food of all of us completely provided for in God's care the yeast is only a small quantity yet its small presence has big effects and it's a time-consuming process But all the time, God is working. All of the flour was leavened. The passive voice indicates God's transformative work in the world. The parable of the treasure hidden in the field harkens back to Matthew 19 where it says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break through and steal. It also anticipates Jesus' words to the rich man, If you wish to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Read together with the parable of the treasure hidden in the field, we are reminded that where your treasure is, your heart will be also. The kingdom of heaven does not ignore our needs. But rather, God challenges our material excess acquired for self-serving purposes. We are reminded over and over in these parables that we are to sell all we have to provide for others, to love our neighbor as ourselves. It's not something that's brushed by glancingly. It's something that Jesus repeats in order to help make an impression on us, that he really means it, that we really are called to serve our neighbor. To sell all that we have in order to help one another. The element of the relative smallness of the present form of the kingdom continues throughout these parables. It consists of a treasure in a much larger field. It consists of just one pearl. Likewise, there is a continued emphasis on the element of hiddenness. The treasure is hidden in the field. And while the pearl is not initially obvious, the repetition serves to underscore the importance of these perspectives. The parable of the pearl moves us in a different direction. In Matthew 7, Jesus cautions the disciples, don't throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under foot and maul you. The swine may be a reference to the Romans. It is in any case an insulting reference to those who oppose the kingdom. Like the soil on the path or the rocky ground in the parable of the sower a couple of weeks ago, we are reminded that the priceless kingdom of heaven will not be welcomed by everyone. The treasure and the pearl parables can emphasize both the cost of discipleship and what is needed from us. The interplay of searching and finding and celebrating and selling all in order to possess something of great value. The person who finds the treasure joyfully sells all to buy the field and the merchant sold all to buy that pearl. And here's the favorite. The kingdom is like a net, thrown into the sea drawing fish of every kind. The scope of God's empire is universal, fish of every kind. In the end, God will sort things out and evil will perish. God's bountiful and glorious harvest will be blessed. And then Jesus goes on to say that every scribe trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The one who examines scripture to understand the ancient law, but also to identify what in it applies to us in the here and now. The one who preserves the tradition of what we have learned, the stories that have been told over the centuries, and then shares it with the world. Scribes are sometimes portrayed in a negative light alongside the Pharisees and Sadducees, but here there's a special role attributed to the scribes. It's an important role, one where they are the ones who have the authority over the law, are trained, are responsible for mining new wisdom in that law, both old and new, and teaching it to the people, making it relevant. So when we live our lives as Christians, it's our opportunity to share what we know with others, to show our goodness forth, to show our benevolence, to show that we understand that God loves us deeply and deeply loves those around us. The discoveries found in these various parables disrupt daily lives and priorities. They require risk and sacrifice. Jesus wouldn't have said it over and over again if it weren't required of us to give up all that we have in order to share with others, to understand that we are God's beloved children, to understand that home and heaven exist within us. So whether we are growing and sustaining like the mustard seed, we know that that is what the kingdom of heaven is. That within us which is able to grow to its full potential. That heaven is like that, transforming our society like the yeast. And even though it is hidden in the midst of a large field, it brings us great joy when we find the treasurer of heaven in that wide expanse of the field. It's deeply valuable, just like that pearl of great price. It's all-inclusive, like that net of the fisherman. And it's yours to share, just like the scribe.
0: Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift.